This is a Skeptic Frog production. Stay tuned to the very end for a special bonus scene. On with the chapter. Air. Water. Earth. Fire. With the cards dealt, the pieces set, and the wheels beginning to turn, the White Lotus now more than ever has to face their own reflection as both worlds watch in anticipation for what will come of the Avatar's return. Previously on Dice Benders. Hi, I'm Cap. Welcome to the town of Wei. Gulan, no, we need you to participate tomorrow. If we don't have our captain, we can't play. The game is secondary to if my family's all right. I thought you knew I was blind. You want to help you and your mom since we're playing the game tomorrow. Kevin's a healer. He wanted to see if maybe he could try to help. I've been doing this pretty much every day uh, for as long as uh, I've been back in town. Or as long as she's been back in town, too. Wait, did you think when she came back to town, she had this? My mom's sick with this, too. Why aren't you with her? You want to do a game of redemption tomorrow? Here's an idea. How about you two stay here? Gulan goes find the frogs, and us three play redemption. We're pretty good together, I would say. Yeah. Uh, didn't you have a fourth guy with you? Uh, how about he watches your mom? I forget which team you guys are playing against if you are signing up, but you would need to sign up by tonight. Let's go. Where's the sign up? Uh, what we will do today, we are actually just going to skip the rest of that night because the premise was just like, you guys going there, um, the rest of the team, the, the rest of the other team is basically coming in with you guys to say, hey, they will be playing for us instead. Uh, we play for this town, uh, they play for the town of Jin, which is actually the direction that you guys are trying to head to in the first place, so this kind of works out. Gives you something to do on your travel, at the very least. Uh, and so on and so forth. So you guys have signed up. First things first, though, before going any further, Taro, I need you oh, to make yeah. that roll for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a d20, right? It is a d20. 20! You are totally fine. Cool. Yep, and you, your threshold goes back down. Good. With a net point. You guys wake up in the morning. Mao had his own room already assigned to himself, one of the larger rooms, uh, which was intended for all of you. Uh, there are two beds in that room. Uh, he took the entire room and got you guys uh, one room with two beds. All four, all three of you are sharing this one room. We can decide how it, how you all sit some other time. It's it's not too relevant since we're just skipping ahead right to the morning. Uh, but it is morning, and bright and early, you're already getting a knock on your door, and you hear Mal... Wow, I haven't done his voice in a minute. For you listeners, it's been a while since we've recorded. Mal goes, uh, knock knock. Hello? Uh, miss... Who's there? Miss... Who's around me? Miss Mendoza, is that, is that you? Are you alright? Oh. oh! Oh, goodness, he tries Jager, to... get the door! I think you're forgetting. He, he oh, tries yeah, to, you're blind. He, he tries to open blind. the door, but it's locked I on the inside. The uh, I, I can't get the door. It's it, it appears to be locked. Please, please unlock it. Somebody. Focus 
I'll just get to the door and unlock it and let him in. Alright, you unlock it, he walks in, he is in this lavish clothing, uh, with gold trim along with the dark red tones of the Fire Nation, as well as the, the White Lotus Sash tied very neatly around his waist, and he comes in in a panic and he looks over and sees you, Taro, like, what is everybody doing in this room as he walks in? How early in the morning he walks in? Uh, this is like 8 o'clock in the morning. Eh, I feel like I'm wearing casual clothes. Okay. I'm just chilling on the bed with my arms behind my head, looking at the door. Okay. Is the TV on? <laughs> Do we have TV? Yeah, there's yeah. a TV in here. Oh yeah, duh, yeah, TV, yeah. It's on. I'm not watching it, but it's on. And and you, Mr. Blind Boy, are you going to be blind today, or is today a day you're going to pretend to be deaf? Uh, we'll play it by ear, but uh, Jaeger's eating. Ha, <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Well, he comes in in a panic and just looks around the room, notices nothing's going on, and he goes, uh, Oh, uh, Miss Mendoza, it sounded like there, were, there was a problem here. The only problem here is you knocking on our door, Mr. Fancy Pants. Well, you see, I, I, I dress to look presentable. That is just uh, that is just what we do here for the White Lotus. We are representation of uh, peace and order. Well, it's a good thing we're going out to the Great Divide today. Yes. Well, it. it pardon me. What? Yeah, didn't you hear? We're playing redemption. Well, not you. Why on earth are you playing redemption? We have to get to the White Lotus headquarters. We're not going anywhere right now. The trains are stopped for the next, what, couple days? Yes, but we can we can hire, what was his name, Cap, to uh, just carry us on over. Hmm. You really and think you can carry all of us? He... And also, uh, we're helping another team. Possibly getting a cure for a virus that's affecting both the North and the South Pole. A virus? Remember the... You know the disease that is affecting the South Pole? Mm, yes, I've heard of it. It's also affecting the North Pole as well. Remember the captain's mom you don't want to help yesterday? She has it. The captain's mother? Yes. What, what captain? Are you talking that about that fellow that was just rushing into an alleyway? Yeah, his mom is sick with the same virus that is affecting both the North and the South Pole. And possibly affecting the public city as well. Alright. He's gonna well. try to he's gonna try to find a cure. Him and his team will try to find a cure at at the swamp. Well, on in that regard then, just uh let us uh I I suppose look for this uh this whatever they what 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 does he need to fix the, to fix his mother's condition? And he looks well, all like pronounced as he says this. A frog well, Frozen, uh, pretty much frozen frogs. Frozen frogs? Mm-hmm. Uh, these frozen frogs, uh, Avatar A uses them, uh, once to cure his, cure his friend, you know, Katana, uh, yes, Katara, yes. The, and the team, the team uh, of, the, the team Avatar, yes, I, I, I am aware. I am aware. Well, if that is the case, if he needs assistance with that, I suppose it is wonderful that you are playing a game instead. We're just covering for them. We don't have right. to win, but we, but we'll, but it also maintains the peace between the two, the two uh, towns. Right. Well, if that's the case, you've got it covered. I will be 
meeting with uh, with our ride, he is already outside. But the one thing we do need from you is to just watch over his mom. I'm sorry, why? That's the only thing we need you to do, just watch over her. That's it. Uh, you don't have to be in the same room, just every once in a while, just check on her. Just check on her? Mm-hmm. I n- understand, I understand that she is sick, but... Who, who opted me to do this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you are too a White Lotus summer, right? Right, and you are spending your time playing games. We're spending our time trying to keep this, uh, this game, which has been started thanks to Avatar A, a this tradition going. If we don't, this is the first time this game has been cancelled. Uh, Romy, um... Roll me persuasion. Ooh, loving this guy. 18 plus 3, that is going to be a 23. Nope, nope, my bad. <laughs> 21. Oh, really? My clock yeah. has not kicked in. I'm trying to go with a couple of 2 plus 4, that'll be natural 20. Um, <laughs> uh, so he, he just looks at you for a moment and then looks at the rest of you and he just goes, I take it the rest of you will be playing in this game as well. Well, you're not wearing exactly uh, game playing clothes, so. <laughs> yeah, you even see that he's got like fuzzy slippers on his feet as well. He he looks like, in all honesty, he looks like he was just gonna like take a nap in the back of a cab or like go to a sauna or something if he wasn't able to, if he wasn't already able to go to Jin at the time. And also, well, no, you just want to check on it. You can just sit, like, just, you know, read, just every once in a while, just check on it. Fine, I understand, just, uh, I understand how the game of redemption works. If you win, you will be in the side of Jin, that is the town on the opposite end of the Great Divide. Just ensure that you let me know if you get there. And don't leave me. And I whisper over to him and say, this would be a good place for me. And he leans in and he goes, You're telling me he keeps pretending that he's blind, but I've worked with him for some time. I already know he's not. Jaeger, yeah. did you hear that? I sure did. <laughs> my hearing abilities have been heightened from my blindness. I hear all things. He's so- already walking out. So, Jaeger, so you know there's bacon downstairs waiting for us? More food. <laughs> Can I roll for bacon? Oh, uh, yeah, roll me, roll me a bacon check. Do they have Cajun bacon? Uh, roll me a Cajun check. 17? That's, that's some nice. That's some nice bacon y'all got there. Uh, once you head downstairs, you don't have it here yet, but you smell... It smells like whoever is on... Like, whoever's there cooking it is doing a pretty good job. I don't know about y'all, but let's get some bacon and breakfast. Yeah, you guys go and you you stuff your faces full of food for a little bit. Jaeger pretends to be blind uh, until he sees Mao just, like, leave the room because he's so frustrated with it. You guys finish up your bacon, have whatever else, some toast, some orange juice. uh, And you guys eventually do walk outside where you see uh, your, your buddy... He's sitting in the carriage right now, uh, sees you guys, and Mal walks out with you. Uh, as he does, you see the two people that you dealt with yesterday. Uh, 
two of the members. You don't see uh, Gulan, but you do see uh, the Airbender and the Earthbender uh, come up with you guys. Uh, Waylani, the Airbender chick, just walks up to you. You know, she had the uh, today. She's in like cut sleeves. She, her both of their attires are very into uh, outside travel and stuff like that. So they are not dressed for being in the city right now. You can already tell they're expected to be going somewhere. And she just walks up with their arms crossed and she looks at all of you and just uh, looks over at Mal, just eyes him up and down and just like gives the scowling look. And she looks to you, Taro, and is like. This is who you guys are using to watch Gulan's mother. <laughs> and and Mao just looks at her very very upset and uh, is just says, "I will have you know, I've been with the White Lotus for." So and he uh, she already like puts her hand like on his face to get him to shut up and just like looks at you guys and just says, "Okay, I'll show him where it is." If you guys, you guys already know where to check in, I showed you last night. Go there, you guys will get everything straightened out. The game should be getting, should be starting soon. Gotcha. And uh, the, the person that's in the front seat of the vehicle gets out, opens the doors for you guys and goes, Hiya! How are you guys doing today? We're pretty good in you. Oh, I'm doing fantastic! Absolutely wonderful! Yep, yep, yep! He's just throwing, like, stuff in the back uh, of Mao's stuff before Mao even has a chance to turn around and say that that's his. He's already in the vehicle waiting for you guys. Because he's just assuming Mao's coming with you. Yeah. Um, you, you guys, uh, go ahead. Uh, I have to, like, let Mao take the car to um, his mother's uh, house and the way to get to the registration point. Is it far or, or, or is it walking distance? Oh, I would. I thought I was supposed to take you there. Well, all right, let's go. Yeah, it. let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yark. So yes. you guys coming in? Yes. I, I, I rolled to and get I into the, the car. Back, and I open um, shotgun the back door. Um, nice. Um, so um, people can get in the car. Yep. You guys get in. You guys get on moving, and as you guys are heading out. Uh, Mao is just like and the, at the street, like waving his hand because all the suitcases are gone, and and uh, you see the two team members just kind of like grab him and move him in the direction of where you know Gulan's house is. Uh, and as you guys are driving, give me a look around uh, the city streets, uh, so making you your way there. Me? Yes. All right. Okay. Eleven. Eighteen plus four. Alright. Uh, you all see that this place, this town is just a bustling town at the moment. You see people are everywhere. Uh, your driver is moving very slowly in the street because of just how packed this street is. Everybody's migrating in the same direction that you guys are, almost like a river flowing down into the ocean. Uh, and those that got any higher than a 15 also can kind of make out the finer details of course you've got the families the kids the adults all this other stuff but you do see there's a good variety of people dressed in like white with uh brown or brown with white you know the first color being the primary of whatever they're wearing kids are wearing like flags almost like their capes as they're running around yelling redemption redemption you see some kids over in the corner like 
kicking a ball around uh, before the parents drag them around. Those that got higher than a 15, you guys see the majority of the people that are moving this way are clearly from uh, Way, which is the town that you guys are in right now. Uh, and they're just super excited. You see a bunch of uh, uh, memorabilia and just like postings for it saying like 145 years of repentance or something like that. <clears throat> or redemption, I'm sorry. 145 years of redemption. Uh, and people are just like buying mugs and jugs and all this other stuff. And as you guys are looking around, you hear your cab driver say, Yeah, it's a pretty sight, ain't it? Yeah, this is it great. It's like a town. Yeah, any other time of year, this place is a ghost town. Ghosts are scary. Yeah. We fought a ghost once. What? Did we? Did we? Did we? We fought a spirit. Yeah. A spirit with a spirit that can shoot laser beams. Oh. A spirit yeah, with laser spirit. beams. Wow, that's interesting. You guys have quite the stories to tell. It was terrifying. Yeah, I almost died. Actually, no, I didn't. He I did, though. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're still alive, maybe. And he just smiles as he's driving, and he goes, Yeah, this side of town is is doing pretty well. They're hoping that they'll get another win on their belt. You see, the team that plays for this side has been winning for the last four, three years. Four, three? Or yeah. Four? Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say four because I just assumed they were gonna win this time. But I also realized that you guys are gonna be playing against them, and I don't want to be rude. So no pressure then. No pressure at all. It either means they're really bad, or or we're really good. We're really good. Maybe we're really good. We're I don't so know. Good. You guys fought a, gi- a giant spirit that shot laser beams. I don't think the other team can do that. Hey, that's right. You might have the upper hand. The town of Jin may need a win. You see, in this game, whoever wins, most of the precedes go to the team whose town they work, f- they play for. The previous winners have obviously been playing for the town of Wei. They have won for three years straight. A lot of money's been going into this town. Oh. Oh yeah, and the winners of the game, you know, the single team members, each one wins 200 gold each of whatever they choose. <sighs> Generally you pin though. Gold. Yeah, and there's also a giant belt that is, uh, spiritually blessed, I should say. A belt? A belt, yeah, a champion belt. Oh, we like got a pants? Win. Yeah! Oh. Yeah, and it has some oh. special properties for benders. I don't know what it is, though. I'm not one. All right, Top, are guys. you being meta right now? Just about how much drooling I'm hearing on the mic, we're going like that belt. <laughs> yeah, but only the we winners get win. that belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as he says that, he pulls up to the, uh, the entrance where you guys come in. You see, uh, it's basically like this huge stadium at the moment uh, where you guys are at. You know, like uh, when you guys are going to concert concerts or something, you see long lines outside just like gathering in this area or like uh, amusement parks. Uh, long lines are gathered outside to the side, uh, giving their tickets for the price of admission going to the side of the uh, Great Divide that you see like long bleachers. Uh, and rows of seating for them to sit and just watch Redemption uh, angled in a direction that they could look inside the Great Divide. Uh, To the left of the Great Divide, you see these enormous, enormous torches. None of them seem to be lit currently. You can see one is relatively close, another one is pretty far away, 
and a third one, if you squint your eyes, you'll, you can see it on the opposite end of the Great Divide. Uh, in front of you guys is a subsect of the building that they, that the lines are going through that are trying to, you know, gain the price of admission. This side doesn't have any lines or anything like that, but you do see a few people that are dressed, clearly working for the organization that has made uh, redemption into the sporting event that it is. Uh, somebody comes up to you guys with a clipboard, a uh, spry, uh, well, I'm not going to say spry, more like a middle-aged uh, beer belly uh, man, and he comes up to you and he goes, all right, I take it you guys are the team playing for Jin, if that's correct. Yep. All right, come on, follow me. We just got to get you guys signed in and then get you down into uh, down into the divide. Sick. Yeah, and as you guys are walking in, uh, you are seeing that a good number of people that are in that line, mostly the ones that are wearing the colors that you see less or the, cuff the color pattern that you see less, are like looking over at you guys and just cheering for you guys. Some people are wearing like fake white lotus bands too, and some of them are waving flags of it because the rumor's already been let out that you guys are white lotus. So you're seeing like flags of white lotus uh, being uh, waved around as they're shouting for you guys. That is so cute. They were quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you guys head on in. Uh, you get checked in, and as you do. Uh, there's a, a desk sitting there waiting, and they, they're checking you guys in by names, and they say, All right, uh, for the jerseys and uh, the team name, what shall we be calling you? Oh, shit. Oh, my uh, God. Talkie Mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> I need a huddle with uh, the group, and I, 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 I hold my arms out to Kevin Tarl. Okay. We need to talk about this. Okay. Uh, to be determined. How do you how guys about, feel about How about Yang? What? About... They could be the Yangers. No. The Craig Gangs. <laughs> the Craig Gang. Craig Gang. The spiked the, the spiked tomato. Um, the spiky potato. <laughs> the large Two. Cajun fry. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> singular fry. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> large and in charge. Fry together, strong. And it's too spiky for you to handle. So Cajun fries. The Cajun fries. No, just Cajun, ca fry. the Cajun yeah, fry. The Cajun fry. Yes. I, I turn back to the to the to the man, look him dead in the eyes, you know, get real close. Uh -huh. I could smooch him on the nose. Uh-huh. I say, We're the Cajun fry. He gives you a little bit of a uh, <laughs> I nod really seriously. I'm sorry. And all I, I can imagine all three of you are just like Dead faced, looking at him like, yeah, the oh, large yeah, like an intense fry. five o'clock shadow is settling in on all of us, and uh, uh, he just looks at you and raises one eyebrow and he goes, "All right, that's new." And he just, writes down Cajun just fry. Just look on his face, there, like, like. <laughs> and uh, they pull you guys to the side towards the end of the building. You guys walk through, and you see like the area that you're in is like a really closed off almost looks like an arena it's just a round room with a open top uh that leads to this area that kind of cuts to the great divide like an opening in the ground uh you guys walk over and you see or you hear the rumbling uh you guys feel the rumbling under your feet as like an earthen elevator comes up in that empty space and you see two earthbenders on there in their referee uniforms which is just stripes of brown and white 
and they uh, open their hands to you guys to get on the platform. As you guys go elevating down to the bottom, we'll actually be cutting over if you're ready. Oh. Aiden, over on your side, your team is already making their way down into the Great Divide. You guys are also going through the elevator at the moment. You have your Earthbender ally that you've been with this team for uh, a couple of years now, and the brand new uh, person that has been coming to your team, a waterbender, uh, their first year of playing in Redemption. A uh, very quiet individual wears uh, these robes, long robes that almost are in the same design as the, the, the Fire Sage robes, only it's blue and silver, representing you know, water tribes, uh, with a hood over their head, and you can almost never see their face. Uh, the other one is uh, an earthbender who is lean like an airbender, but has a, you know, uh, still has like short sleeves uh, and wears bracers on each uh, wrist uh, and long baggy pants. Uh, and as you guys are going down uh, into the Great Divide, you hear that earthbender, Taco, say, you guys here? We're gonna be playing against some um, some White Lotus members this year. <sighs> as long as they put up the challenge, I am so tired of these easy wins. Yeah, I'm a little tired of it too. To be honest, I think uh, I think I'm gonna play uh, go a little easy at first. I want to kind of test their metal, if you know what I mean. Those are supposed to be the sworn protectors of our land. I want to see how good they can do at it. You know I follow your lead, Taco. How you doing, June? I'm fine. Get limber. You're gonna need it. I wouldn't look lightly on these. Although they may be new to the game. Just as I, it doesn't make them any less of a threat. Ah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be fine. I'm sure we'll be fine. You know, Aiden's been here for a while. I've been doing this for, you know, a little bit. We'll be okay. Uh, we'll always be okay, Taco, because we know what we're doing. And uh, you guys have reached the bottom of the Great Divide. You are stepping off of the platform. You see uh, this line, uh, this painted line that you guys are passing over, kind of like the line of a basketball field, or field, a basketball court. Uh, you pass through. You know that's the goal line. You know on the opposite side there is a line just like this that you have to get the redemption ball across to win the game. Uh, that's very common knowledge to you now since you've been doing this for some years. And you see the referee in front of you, uh, this, uh, this airbender, uh, chubby looking airbender uh, with a cigarette in, in her mouth and she just looks at you guys. And we'll cut back over to the Cajun Fry. The same thing happens, yeah. you guys get off of the platform and you've got someone that is also uh, an airbender referee stands in front uh, with a clipboard and some notes written on it and they just say, Alright, this is your first time playing, right? Yes, sir. Yep, the rules are pretty simple. We're about to actually hear the announcer say them now. Uh, and there's a screen. They, they pull like a cart, like those old carts that you guys would see back in school that they would reel, uh, wheel into your room, uh, like your classrooms to watch movies and stuff back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, this pulls up on both of your sides, but I'm just going to play it like we're focusing on the Cajun Fry right now. Yeah. And you see this announcer, this guy with a very 
very 70s looking mustache, uh, big round glass, like he just looks very unbalanced, uh, very large glasses, and he's wearing one of those uh, hats, what are they called, do you know the Mythbusters, uh, the hat that Janie would wear? Yes. Yeah, uh, he's... Like, he, like one of those director's hats. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing one of those. And he's also wearing, like, this very fancy uniform that's all decked out in, like, the browns and whites and golds and, and some greens. And he's got a microphone, and he goes, uh... He's looking out at the crowd, and you guys see on the camera screen that there are all kinds of... Like, there are all kinds of people in the bleachers. Huge, huge audience playing... Watching this, and you guys can't see them from where you are. And with the way the Great Divide is set up, you can barely hear the cheering from in here. But watching the TV, you can uh, you can see it. And uh, as you hear this enormous crowd going on, uh, just cheering for both sides of the of uh, the Great Divide, uh, you see that announcer man finally raise the mic up to his his mouth, and he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the grand finale match of Redemption 145. And you see the crowd goes wild cheering. Already your name has been known, so some people are yelling, Cajun fries, Cajun fries. And you hear a loud majority more yelling, Iron Cobra fish, uh, as they are cheering for that. And he goes, Did you just say Cobra fish? What started as a measly war between two tribes has grown to be this world's largest sporting event to date, and you're all here to witness it! This year's special, the world outside of this canyon has faced hardships recently, from the loss of the Fire Lord to the absence of the Earth Kingdom. But we are separated from that. We are here to play ball! And he just like gestures to the Great Divide, and the crowd goes wild even more. The crowd's loving this, eating it up. And he goes, now let's meet our team, shall we? The Emerald Hedge Foxes were unable to play today's finale tournament, playing from west to east for the city of Jin. Instead, we have a team they have confidence to take their place in. The, and he looks at the note card, Cajun Fry. Uh, the Some of the crowd ooh, cheers, ooh, those that are waving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those that are waving the white lotus flags like okay uh, uh, roll me a d20 one of you just to see how how many people are into this because they know you're white lotus i roll a 13 all right so you hear a pretty good like amount of people cheering uh he then looks back with confidence and goes they are members of the white lotus but don't worry the great divide won't go easy on them regardless on the other end, playing from east to west, the team playing for Wei, the soon-to-be four-time champions, the Iron Cobra Fish, and the whole rest of the crowd goes wild, entertained, and excited for this. Uh, Aiden, on your side, Taco just kind of like nudges you and says, "Yeah, it's, a, it's always a pleasure to hear uh, to hear that cheering. You know, that's always what gets my blood pumping." And he go, uh, you hear the uh, announcer continue. He goes, Now the rules are simple, folks. Each team is racing to their home city to bring the redemption ball to the goal on the other end of the divine. The ball is in the center of the canyon. Both teams start from the opposing side to trek. The preset hath made out for them to the center. We've got our traps set out along the way to keep things interesting as they rush to the ball. The first team to get there will have an upper hand, getting the ball to move without opposition. 
If the ball reaches the lines made in the canyon indicated by the torches to my far left and the one to the far right, the torch will light, indicating one round over. At the beginning of the next round, the losing team will start at their starting point, while the winning team begins at the ball on the line. Players can use bending if they wish, but they cannot directly attack their opponents, nor use their hands to carry the ball! This canyon is vast and dangerous. Let's see if they can handle it, shall we? And the entire crowd goes wild. You guys give me some, some crowd sharing sounds. And I want everybody to roll me initiative. 21. 16. 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, mechanically, let me describe how this is going to go. This is going to be a little different. This is sort of like combat, but kind of also not. The ball, for the sake of argument, I will say that you only had to travel 200 feet before getting to the ball, okay? So on your turn, you are trying to get from where you are all the way to the ball. At initiative 20 and initiative 10, there will be an event that triggers, you know, the traps that you were talking about. When that happens, everybody has to roll assigned to whatever trap comes up. And if you fail, I will tell you what happens. If you succeed, you're able to use your movement and your action to do a dash. In other words, move twice. Whoever can get to that ball first obviously has the upper hand. They don't have to fight the opposing team to get the ball to the other side, to the goal. Question. Can we use our weapons? You can use your weapon if you would like. Um, we're assuming since we're heading towards sports or thing anyway, we didn't bring our weapons. I'm assuming that. Uh, if that's the case, then yeah. Uh, Kevin doesn't have his weapons on him. I have my gun for dramatic effect. <laughs> so. Okay, so you can't bend your opponents, but you can fight them? Oh, that's another part of the mechanic. Let me go a little further. Once, I'll just tell you guys this too. Whoever gets to the ball from that point forward, you're trying to get the ball to move 100 feet in the direction of your, like the, the direction that you're trying to go towards. Once you reach that 100 point, uh, feet, that round is over. The way the ball is going to move is if you attack with the, if you attack the ball. The ball is essentially your target, right? Uh, if you deal damage to the ball, that damage equates to the distance that that ball travels. So let's say you use uh, Water Whip, Kevin, on the ball, and you roll, like, 12 for damage or something. It follows increments of 5, so you hit the ball for 12 damage, meaning that you have moved it 10 feet. Okay. Now, your opposing player, the opposers can still use, like, their reaction or something. Taro, uh, for instance, you've got your, uh, like, emergency armor or something. You can use your reaction... And instead of, like, raising the AC or something, get a little creative and say, hey, like, I'm using emergency armor to make a small wall to block it at this point before it can go any further. And stuff like that. Cool. Uh, but Taro, it is your turn. You rolled a 21 in uh, initiative 20 and 10 have not started yet. So go ahead and make your moves. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, do the run. Okay. Dash. That's right. Uh, you have a 30-foot movement speed. You can also use your action to move another 30 feet with the dash action moving you to 60. I do which that. Is very good. In which case, now everybody has to um, go through one of the initiative triggers. Somebody roll me a d6, please. Okay. 
two. Rocks come tumbling down from the sides of both canyons as you as both teams are making their way to the center. Uh, everybody, roll me a DC fourteen dexterity check. Fifteen plus three, eighteen. Okay. Nine plus three. Okay. Nine plus four. Thirteen. Nineteen plus three is twenty-two. Okay. As these rocks come tumbling down, uh, anybody that rolled higher than a fourteen is able to move and duck and dodge out of the way of these uh, of these rocks. You see uh, Taco, uh, Aiden, you see Taco like bend up a wall as he's running through, uh, charging uh, towards the center where the ball is unable like for the the boulder to not hit him at all. Those that did not get uh, higher, uh, 14 or higher will be taking 14 damage. Oh no. So those that got a those that got less than 14, you guys see these rocks coming down last second as they come rolling down the sides of the canyon. Uh, you look just in time to see them, but not in time to move out of the way, and you take that bludgeoning hit as the boulders hit you head on. Uh, and you hear the announcer say, Ooh, right in the kisser! Next up, we've got, looks like Jaeger. No, Jaeger, you got a 14? Or did you get the 16? I think I got the so I'll say that I'll say that you got the 16. All right. Yeah. Now the event that triggered doesn't make you lose your action, so you're stable, still able to move the 60 feet if you okay. want to use your dash. So go ahead. I will. I will. I will. I will do that. I will All use right. the awesome. dash. It is now June's turn. She will obviously move her 60 feet. She doesn't get any extra movement. Kevin. I'm assuming that you will move your full 60 feet. If you wanted yeah. to, you could like heal yourself or an ally if you wanted to, stuff like that. That will take your action, though, and keep you from being able to move the full 60. Uh, are you just going to keep on going? Does anyone look hard enough to need healing? Uh, let them no. tell you. Oh, uh, great. Uh, yeah, great. Okay, I'll move my full 60 then. Alright, Aiden, I know that you're an airbender. What is your movement speed? And are you using just your straight dash action, or do you have some kind of like movement enhancement pending? Alright, so I am actually going to be moving 40 feet as an airbender, and I am going to use my bonus action to speed up an additional 40 feet by using the step of the wind for a dash action, or dash as bonus. Alright, so how many feet are you moving total? 80. You're moving 80 feet total? That is correct. Okay. Uh, next initiative. Go ahead, somebody roll me a d6. Four. Four. Nothing happens. You don't see any traps or anything. That's lucky. Uh, Taco, he goes... I think he actually has something that he could do for movement if he wanted to. He does. Alright, so what Taco is going to do... And you've seen him do this before. Uh, Aiden, he spends his action and uses one of his charges... Or, stamina to cast running train on himself nice he he concentrates at his feet uh and what just mounds of earth surround his feet and he begins just rushing forward like he's a giant train in the same way that you saw uh when toph was rushing back to bossing say back in uh season two of avatar this doubles his movement speed which means that he gets to move 60 feet with that action, and he can maintain this. So next turn, he gets to move 120 feet if he's able to keep his action. 
Next up, we've got Taro. You are up next. Now, you guys don't know what, how the other team is doing. You guys just know that all three hey, of you have made it 60 feet so far. What's up? I also had an action I wanted to do. Yes, that's why I was asking how fa how far you moved. 80 feet, yeah. Yes. I used it. So, can I do my action real quick? Go ahead. Can I um, bend a stamina point to do Whirlwind on the sand? Um, yeah. Whirlwind, that's an advanced third level technique. But I'm just basically trying to whip up the sand that would be in the path of the opponent, not trying to impact the opponent, but trying to whip up the sand that would be where the opponent would potentially be. Okay. Uh, roll me an Arcana check. Okay. Uh, 17 plus 3 is 20. Okay. It's 20, good. And it has a range of 150 feet. Alright. I will keep that in mind. I've got something oh. for that. That was the end of my turn, so yes. I apologize. Taro. Yes. Taro, as you are making your way, uh, along with the rest of you all working together here, you see this whirlwind of sand coming through. Go ahead, and the three of you, Cajun Fry, roll me a dexterity saving. Eleven. Eleven. Fourteen plus three, seventeen. Nineteen. All right, Aiden, you tell them what happened. So anyone who made an 11, you should be safe. Because I was just trying to impact the sand, not you guys. Um, well, keep in mind, they are like across the Great Divide right now. So that was the only way I could make that actually effective. You guys can't even see each other. You're across a canyon. All right, but anyone who saved does uh, not take any damage. But anyone who does not... Uh, make an 11 it, they take 5d6 damage 5d6? uh huh what the hell alright so were there anyone was there anyone that got less than an 11 I got 11 <laughs> you pass meets beats alright good everybody alright everybody beat alright uh, Taro you guys just kind of power through this random sand vortex um, yeah, I'll dash again. Okay. So you are now at 120. Next initiative. Somebody roll me a d6. That's gonna be a 5. A 5. You see, both of you guys see a split in this pathway. Uh, you can tell, you can go left or right. Roll me a dc intelligence check. Oh, I'm not that smart. Uh, 15 for Aiden. 18 plus 1 for Jaeger. 11 for, 11 for uh, Kevin. I got 9. Those that got less than 14 go the wrong way and lose the entire rest of their next year. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> me. So keep in mind those that failed. Uh, let me know that you failed also. Just so we can keep things moving. I you failed. Right down. Yes. No, when I'm saying, like, the next time I call your name. Oh. <laughs> next up is Jaeger. I go and dash. You go and dash? I go and dash. All right, you see your two allies, because it sounded like both of them failed. Your two allies go one way. You continue to go the other way, just out of, like, force of uh, the adrenaline, and you were fortunate enough to be correct. Uh, next up is June, which means that you moved your 60 feet as well. Oh. 
June's turn. She moves her full dash. Uh, Kevin, it is your turn. You failed, right? I failed. So All right. I was the other direction. <laughs> you went the wrong direction. You run, uh, you go jolting your way this direction until you come across a wall right in front of you, realizing that you went the wrong way and have to spend your turn backtracking. Ah, sugar honey, I see. Aiden, it is your turn. Aiden is going to move 80 feet. Okay. And then hold his action for when he sees uh, Taco. Okay. Uh, next initiative. Somebody besides Kevin, roll me a d6. I'll do it. it the last I'll do it. I won't do it. <laughs> What'd you get? No, I heard somebody roll, so I was trying to figure out who it was. Somebody roll me a d6, please. Alright, I rolled a five. Thank you. You see another split in the road. Oh, come on! <laughs> Everybody roll me intelligence. Okay. <laughs> please do. Come, come on, on, dude. Oh, this is good. 16 plus 1, 17. Okay. 16. 17 plus 1, 18. 13 plus 3, 16. Alright. Oh, looks, like looks like everybody passed this time. So, Kevin, well, we'll get to you. Uh, that initiative is over. It is Taco's turn, but he did fail that first time. So, uh, Aiden, you sit there and you wait for Taco and you just, like, don't see him, but you hear in the distance. Oh, man. Next is Taro's turn. What was that? That was yeah, him moving what? the earth. He's doing... Oh. Yeah, that's oh. that's him running with the earth as his momentum. Gotcha. I, I failed that first one, so... So you are... Yep, you are... Uh, you come across a wall. Oh, man. You turn around and you see another split, but luckily you go the right way and back to where you were at that first fail. Next initiative. Somebody roll me a d6. I got it. Natural one. <laughs> Natural one. The ground begins to shake and rumble, causing a chance to tumble over. Everybody roll me a DC 15 dexterity check. Dexterity? Dexterity. 13 plus 4, 17. Mm, mm, mm. 17. 13 plus 3, 16. Okay. Eight. It's a beautiful day. You fall prone. No, it's too high. As the ground begins to shake and rumble under you, you find this unexpected, and you end up tumbling over on your face. Tweet. Jaeger, it is your turn right now. It sounds like you've passed all the checks so far, so you can move your full dash. I go dash. You right. full dash. Uh, June, she has passed as well. She's moving her full action. Um, Kevin, it's your turn. Okay, I failed the first time. But the second time I succeeded, so I'm going to walk right back when I, before yep. I went to my wrong turn. Yep. Alright, and now you are able to move forward again. Yay! You want to do it? Let's go? Yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. Alright, you, you uh, have now caught up to Taro. Uh, you guys do see Jaeger is ahead of both of you currently. Aiden, you fell prone. Uh, but it is your turn right now, so you can get up and continue to move. I get up, which is half my movement speed, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's 20 feet. Wow, that's sad. 20 feet to get up. Um, from there, I move 60 feet, and once more, I hold my action, but this time for 
Jew. You're lucky, Aiden. Moving that 60 feet, you are now in the quote-unquote arena where the ball is. As you run up this way, you do see an opening within the Great Divide, and there's this large area that is made for, like, uh, to bounce the ball around and eventually get it to the other side. And you do see the ball is resting on just slightly raised pillar. A uh, big round, like, ten-foot uh, circular pillar right in the middle that you can just, like, jump on or hop over. It's like a, just a step. Gotcha. Uh, but you have used your entire turn getting there. And next I'm up, holding my action for June. Next up, since you are there now, Aiden, you don't have to worry about this, but somebody else roll me a initiative. Roll me a d6. I mean. That is going to be three. A three. You see a blockade in front of you guys. All the rumbling and all this rock falling has caused a blockade in front. Uh, I need everybody that is not in the ring to roll a DC 16 strength check as they are climbing up to not waste any time doing so. Strength. Strength. Uh, Ten. That's a fourteen. Fourteen, 14. plus two. Six. Oh, Jaeger, you barely pass. The uh, the two uh, of you fail. You begin to try to climb up uh, and just can't find the footing. The rocks keep just like sliding out from under you, and you take extra long getting up, which means your next turn you can't use your action to move. You will be fine for your turn, Jaeger. Uh, Aiden, you are in the ring, so you don't have to worry about this. Next up, we've got Taco. Wow, he's so... He's the furthest behind right now. Because he keeps failing everything. Poor and he guy. failed this one, too. So, uh, because that is his next turn with that initiative, he uses his action to get over it. So he can still move with just his movement. Uh, luckily, he does have running train, so his movement is doubled. Which is very lucky for him. Which means that his movement is 60. Taro, it is your turn. Well, I guess I'm just running 30 feet. You go and you try to, like, climb over the, the rocks. Eventually, you just say screw it and, like, earth bend them to the side and just rush your just regular 30 feet, having to spend all that time to do that. You're now at 50, uh, 150. You're getting there. You're getting there. Uh, roll me a d6, Taro, because I haven't heard you do it yet. Where did I put it? Okay. Two. Two. Rocks come tumbling down the walls again. <laughs> everybody that is, everybody that are in the walls, uh, in the tunnels, roll me a DC 14 dexterity check. 16 plus 3, so 19. 19 plus 4. Jesus, yeah. 11. Oh. <laughs> in 11. Everybody that got less than 14 takes. Nine bludgeoning damage as they are not able to move out of the way of these rocks as they come barreling towards you. I think they're trying to kill us. <laughs> and this whole time. I'll be honest, I think they're trying to kill us. Uh, Jaeger, roll me a perception check. Eleven. Okay. You just hear echoes through the canyon of the crowd and the announcer as you guys have been running this way. It's a blood spot. Jaeger, it is also your turn. I, I go and dash. You go and dash. You make it in, yeah. and the first thing you see is that ball that's in the middle. You don't even have to dash. You can get there with just your movement. Okay, I've got to move. The first thing you see when you get in there is the ball in the center of this room, 
and uh, it looks like someone on the opposite end has already made it here, and you two kind of make eye uh, make eye contact. I give him a little kissy face. Baker, you notice a young ma- uh, man with necklace long black hair tied into a ponytail, and he is shorter than you significantly. I I yell out, "Hey!" Hey you! Hey! Hey you! I glare at Jaeger. What? Nice ponytail. Nice scars. Thanks. I Jaeger, got it from you... my dad. Jaeger, you still have an action. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to get the get the ball, but like hit it off, hit it off with fire. Okay, roll to try to hit it. Um, could I use the fire whip and throw the ball? The way it'll work mechanically is however much damage you do to the ball is the amount of damage, or the amount of distance that the ball will travel. If there is right. something in the uh, in the rules of that attack that you're trying to do that says something about moving it X feet, it moves an additional feet with that. Oh, okay. So I can just use any of the abilities that I have to on the ball? Exactly. And I think Fire Whip also says something about moving something 10 feet, right? Something like that. I may be thinking of just Thorn Whip or something. Um, but if it has something like that, it will move that feet in addition to the damage that you do to it. I'm like reading it right now and it doesn't have anything made for that, so I'll probably use a, I'll use a Flame Drawer instead. Yeah, let's see how much damage you can do to this thing. Okay, that's a good And that is, that is a 7. Alright, it's in increments of five, so it moves... God, I can't say it moves a five measly feet with a flamethrower. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like it, some of the fire moves are weak for some reason. Now that I'm using it on a ball. <laughs> so it will move ten feet. Because I'll round up, since we are rounding okay. up for damage as well. Okay. We did that. Frog, so moves question. Forward. Yes. Um, is his attack a, uh, ranged attack? His attack is a saving attack. And since it's a, a ball, save. it just automatically fails, so it's not like... It, it's not like the ball needs to roll dexterity. Okay, the reason why I was asking... Can I consider the ball my ally? Yeah. Alright, well in that case, I want to prevent him from attacking the ball by drawing the ball towards me with my aerial senses. Oh, go ahead and describe um, uh, the language of that move and then how it looks when you do this. All right, well, it may not work because technically aerial senses says a ranged attack, I believe. Uh, Jaeger. Yes. Flamethrower, does it say it's range, It's a ranged attack? Um, or does it just say, wh- I'm looking at it right now, range, self, 25 foot cone. So- Is ranged? It technically is a uh, an area attack. Okay. Alright. Alright, well then never mind. That goes that an idea. I liked it though. That's exactly the yeah. kind of outside of the box thinking that I'm that I'm hoping for here. It is June's turn. She comes in, already sees Jaeger, sees you there, Aiden, and will look at you and say, What do you need me to do? Just help me get the ball over away from him. Okay. Let me see what she wants to do. She will use elemental blow on it. So you see that she sends out a cone of 
ice and water coming out of uh, one of the water skins on her side, and she just blasts it with her hands in the in the shape of like a kamehameha as the water comes pouring out from uh, where her palms are, essentially, almost like it snaked around her arms and shot out at her uh, her palms. As it takes doesn't take a lot this on this here, but hopefully it's gonna be something good. And depending on what level, you may have to upcharge it. Uh, one of the she is strong. She's a pretty good level here, so she's able to move it 20 feet, so now it's 10 feet in your direction, Jaeger. Alright, but is it still within 60 feet of me? I would say so. Alright, so I was holding my action for when I saw June, and in this instance, I am going to be using the Elemental Blast against the ball. Since this is a ball, it already fails um, any kind of check. Alright, so it does 2d8, and I've already used my bonus action, so I can't use that ability. Okay, so that's 1 plus 8 is 9. So it moves an additional 10 feet, it is now 20 feet in your direction, Jaeger. Uh, Kevin, it is your turn. Did you fail your last check, or did you pass? I passed that. Okay, how do you look at I'm still fine. Okay. Alright, um, uh, thanks to Tyro Trainer bending out that wall, I'm able to- Oh, you uh, did fail! That's right, you two failed together, so you have to use your action to have tried getting, uh, uh over that wall. Uh, so you can only uh, use your movement. Oh, that's right. But the wall, she bend it out. So yeah, but that was also- that doesn't mean that you mechanically get out of the effects, Kevin. Gotcha. So I climb over the wall with my movement. Uh, that is 30 feet. You are at 150 feet. Alright. And that's the only I can do. Yes. Aiden, it is your turn. I'm gonna run up, uh, run up to the ball, I believe, and hit use arrow strike. Let me see what arrow strike does one more time. Alright, you condense air around your weapon before you strike. If you do this... Oh, I don't have a weapon. Come on. Okay. Uh, it takes 2d8 force. 4 plus... Two is six. Six. And that does round up to ten, so it moves an additional ten feet. And then, mark uh, bonus action, mark of the silent, the ball. Okay. I didn't think to do it in that order. <laughs> oh, and that ends my turn. Okay. Uh, next up is that initiative. Anybody that's still in the canyon, roll me eighty-six. Five. Five. Five, there's a split in the road. Everybody that is in the canyon rolls me a DC 14 intelligence. Kevin. <laughs> 21. 19 plus 1, so 20 and 21. You guys pass. Woo! You guys look, uh, you, you guys reach uh, the split because you guys are at the same distance. You guys reach a split, look at each other in the eyes, and uh, you guys both point to the right, because you went left last time, and just nod and go right, and you guys are able to succeed. Uh, next is Taco. He passed as well. He got a... No, he didn't. He got a 12. He wastes his entire turn going the wrong way again. And he can move so fast right now. He should have been there first. <laughs> you guys just... You guys here in the canyon, throughout this combat of trying to hit this ball around, you guys just hear... Taro, it is your turn. 
I'm going to dash on up in there. Yeah, you will have to. Since you're at 150, you'll have to use your movement and your action. But you are in there now, and you see Jaeger is like struggling to keep this ball away from y'all's side. It's already uh, 30 feet in y'all's direction. So 70 feet more, and it will like be the opposing team that wins this round. And Jaeger, you see your ally Taro come rushing in. Oh, hello! Finally, Taro! Kevin, Kevin, roll me a d6. Okay. That man with the ponytail insulted my mother. Oh, no, he did Oh, you gotta kill him. One. The ground begins to shake and rumble, causing you to have an opportunity to fall. Roll me a DC dexterity. Uh, DC 15. 17 plus 3. You succeed. You don't fall prone. Taco doesn't either. Next is Jaeger. It is your turn. All right. I'm gonna use Seeking Flame on my ball, bro. Hit that ball. That is going to be a 13. A 13? Yeah. 13 damage? Yeah. Alright, rounding up. So you are able to move at 15 feet back. But wait, there's more. Yes. I'm going to use my recently nerfed fire bullets. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so it's at 3 now, yeah? It is at 15 feet your side. And I'm going to use extra heat with that as well. Nice, there you go. Extra fire heat is a bonus action? Um, extra heat oh, is a, a reaction. So reaction. you can do it. Oh, okay, cool. And that is a grand total of 12. 12 damage total? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's another 15 feet. It goes back down to the center of the stage. I should have done this in increments of 10. Jesus. Every 5 damage would have been 10 movement. Uh, so it goes back in the middle. You guys are pretty even here. It's 2v2 at the moment. Uh, it is June's turn next. What does June want to do? I think June is going to use just a water bolt, because I think that can do more damage. So June is going to bring out some more uh, water from her side and just chuck a bolt of water towards this thing. Can I do a reaction? You are there, yes. You can do it. Emergency barrier! Oh... Okay. We will do it like this. What are you doing for emergency barrier? How many... How much chi are you using? Um... Just one. So I will say, for the sake of this, since it's just a ball and you guys are just hitting it, emergency barrier, for every chi you spend, you will stop five feet. Is that... Is that fair? Yeah, that works. I like that, though. Let's see what... Yeah, what you can stop. She doesn't roll very well. So she rolls for 12, so that would be a total of 15 movement, but you stop it and it only moves 10. Mm. You stop it by uh, 5 feet, so it only moves 10 feet. But she goes to fling this water bolt towards the ball, and you bring up a small barrier and blocks it. And you can't see her face, but you can. Uh, she has this body expression like impressive. Kevin, it's your turn. Okay, I'm within 150 feet of my people, right? Yes. Yeah, the only thing I can do is get within my action movement to get to them. Yes, you can, but now you are in there, and poor Taco is in there. <laughs> Somebody roll me a d6 for poor Taco. I want to roll a d6 for Taco. Go ahead. I got a 5. You got a 5? A, a whole 5? Yeah. 
There's another yeah, split in the road. <laughs> <laughs> and he fails. Oh my god. <laughs> he rolls a five. So you guys heard uh, earlier, you heard him go, damn. And you hear him start trying to move in the, like, in the earth again. And then just in the middle of all this, you hear, damn, damn. <laughs> so he wastes, because he's got another turn stacked in there. So he wastes this turn trying to find his way out. The man's been doing this game for over three years. He can't even get out of the... Anyway, Taro, it's, it's your like turn. You're there. What do you do? Stephen King movie with the tall grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps going in circles. Taro, it's your turn. Okay. Um, if I were to bend metal onto my fist and then punch the ball, would that be touching it with my hand? Since you're not carrying the ball with your hand, that's allowed. Okay. I'm going to do Iron Fist. Um, Go for it. From this round forward, every five damage is going to be ten feet, so we can speed this up. Okay, well this is 3d6 um, bludgeoning damage. Uh, five, four, nine, ten, eleven damage. Eleven um, damage? Yeah. So that's what? That's 30 feet. It moves 20 feet in the opposite direction. Well, yeah, in the direction that you guys are trying to go. And uh, June goes, Nani? Okay, June doesn't say that. <laughs> Somebody roll initiative or uh, d6 for poor Taco. I got it. I got it. I got it. Running joke here. Six. Six. Oh, okay. You guys didn't see what that is, so I'm just gonna roll and see what happens. Okay, he's fine. He. He does sure. take damage. He does take damage to what happened. Uh, but nothing serious. He did pass, so he only takes half of it. Taco, you need to get in here. I just went the wrong way. I stopped at McDonald's. Damn. Jaeger, <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> what do you do? Okay. I I am going to use I'm going to move right and I'm going to use where what the Thank you. I mean, I'm going to use uh, my fire dragon's breath. Oh on that's the ball. A good one. So I'm going right, you know what? to, uh, uh, uh-uh. you know, just roll that 3d8 uh-uh. uninterrupted. Uh-uh. You know, just put the hands around my mouth. You know, roll the a- 3d8. Aiden, I'm looking around to see what what I can do to stop it too. With, uh... <laughs> uh-uh. No, I have a way. I have a way, and but I gotta wait until my turn. That's gonna be seven. That's gonna be a 17. 17 damage. Yeah. Rounding up to you 20, so that is... Ten. I'm going to use uh, extra heat on that again. I'm going to use an extra heat point. Okay. And now, now we're at 22. 22 damage? That rounds up to 25, so... 50. 50 feet. 50 feet? Yes, yep. that's right. It is now 70 feet in your direction, Aiden. What? 30 more feet and you lose. Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. But wait... There's more. And you said that firebenders are weak. The <laughs> dragon's breath is great, and then once the increments went up to ten, like, there's a noticeable difference. <laughs> I'm gonna... I, can I use fire bullets again? Uh, yes, you haven't used a bonus action. 
You haven't okay, used your bonus action, use... so you can. Yeah, it's nice playing with you guys. <laughs> and that is an Ocho. Eight. So I, saw, I watched the dodgeball. Yeah. Ten. So that's 20 feet. Yes. God, it's 90 feet. <sighs> okay, June. It's June's turn. She's got to do something. She's got to do something here. June, get it in my direction. And she'll just say, okay. How would she do that? And what 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 is your plan so that I could kind of like work out something? All right, I'll message you. So how far away is it right now? Seventy? It is ten feet away from you guys winning. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's going to say, "All right, I'm going to pull out the big guns too," and uh, she's going to use Pactique's ice bolt. She's going to do eighty-eight damage to this thing. Nice. 42 damage. And multiply that. So that rounds up to 45. So. And you said for every 5 points, it's 10 feet. It's 10 feet. So 45. 90. 90 feet. You're mm-hmm. right. Oh, it is now 80 feet. Or <laughs> 70 feet? So it was 80. No, it says 0. Yeah, it's back in the middle. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> She bolts this thing, and I mean, Aiden, you are technically like right there, so she she did it. She bumped Thank it you, 90 June. feet your, in your direction. She just gives you a thumbs up. Uh, Kevin, it's your turn. You just saw this other waterbender just cast a fourth level waterbending spell or technique. Yeah, I can't do that yet. However, I can do this. I'm going. Less, it's less than halfway to y'all's victory. Woo! Wow. Aiden, it is your turn. <laughs> Alright, so Aiden's gonna go towards the ball facing the direction of team to, or sorry, uh, the Cajun Fry. The Cajun Fry, yeah, not plural. And uh, he smiles at Jaeger and Kevin, not knowing their names, of course. And of course, uh, Taro. And in a flash, there's a uh, movement in, uh, in his hands, in which you see a metal fan. I use Shattering Wave against the ball, and that does 3d8 thunder damage, plus my Mark of the Silent, which does 1d6, plus my fan does 1d6. And because it's a uh, fan is aiding me in air bending, I add an additional one d six. So total of three d eight plus three d six. Twenty two damage total. Rounding up to twenty five, that is fifty movement. And then as a bonus action, I want to shove it fifteen feet. So it's twenty five feet in y'all's direction. Twenty five feet. All right. Whew, somebody roll a d6 for poor Taco. I do it. That is going to be a three. 
Oh god, he has to make a... That's the wall in front of him. And he fails? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he has a plus 9. Okay, so that's 15. He fails, because the DC's 16! <laughs> Damn. With a name like Taco. God. Damn, and he's good. All right. Well, that only means that he has to spend his action getting over the wall in some way. So he can still move, and he does still have uh, Earth Train. <sighs> so at least he can move 60 feet, and that's it. So he's still not there, but he's closer. What? He's, he's at 180 Aiden, feet. He's at 180 feet. He's 20 feet away. Jesus. Okay, Tara. I have an idea, but I don't know if it'll work. Mingle with your team. Shoot one of the contestants. It's oh, not bending. You <laughs> can't attack, Wait, directly attack an opponent. I like the way you think, Jaeger. But can I put the ball between my feet and then badger mole movement underground? That would count as carrying. Okay, never mind then. I like that though, because um, uh, Taco had. You guys might not ever get to see him actually do anything. Taco has badger roll. It's a fun one. I want to do it. Um, I'll just hit it with my fist again for 3d6. Seven. So rounded up is 10, so that's 20 feet. It is now Ooh. 5 feet on the fry side. Somebody roll me a poor, poor d6. I got it. Six. Let's see if he makes a DC 15. Okay, he got an 18 on the back. He's fine, but he will take half damage from something. You guys just hear him. Ow! 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 That thing's that concentration that he's um, using. It's it. Yeah, it is concentration. Alright, let me roll two concentration checks if he fails one of them. Because both of the DCs would be 10 regardless. Jesus, he does. I will knock back uh, 30 feet from him since he did lose concentration in one of those. He's at 150. And he's just going, ow, 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 I'm coming, guys, ow. Uh, Jaeger, it's your turn. All right. I'll look at Aiden a little bit, you know, eyeball him, you know, with my eyes. Move towards uh, the ball, mm -hmm. and I'm going to use a ball of abysmal flame on it. Jesus. With oh. extra heat. God. <laughs> How much chi have you used? I use. I'm at four now. Oh my god! <laughs> Anything to win. Anything to win, baby. All right. How so, much damage? Hmm. Uh, let me. I still gotta roll it. Is this a ranged attack? This is a ranged mancer attack. Oh, nice! Haha! -ha! Ally ball. Yes, I can do something this time. So you're gonna pull it towards you and your own goal? No. You'll see what I'm gonna do. I am going to use my aerial senses against him and spend two chi points to push my ally 15 feet away. Oh, so you're pushing it 15 feet towards uh, towards. Them. I'm trying to get the ball away from Jaeger. Right, but in which direction? Your side or their side? Their side, I guess. Screw it. Their okay. side. Now, the way aerial senses works... Since this is a ranged mancer attack, you would roll for to see if you hit Jaeger. What this now means is, Aiden, you have to roll a dexterity roll against his attack roll. 
If you roll right. higher, this will work. Alright, I got a plus three to my dexterity, and I just rolled a 16, so a 19. A 19. Jaeger, go ahead and roll to see if you hit. Okay. Uh, that's probably not hitting. It was bad. It is bad. It's not a nat one, but it's okay. Aerial senses will make the ball take half damage, but you are still able to move the ball with your spending your chi, Aiden. So go ahead and roll for damage, Jaeger. Okay, that's uh, that's twenty-one. Damn, twenty-one half. We are rounding up, so eleven damage. Yes, that will be thirty movement, Aiden. Minus fifteen. So it moves 15 feet in your direction. Okay. Plus fire bullets. <laughs> it's 10 feet in your side, Aiden, and now there's fire bullets. <laughs> I got a six. Six damage. Goes up to 10, so that's an additional 20 feet. I stand corrected. The ball was only stopped five feet. Yeah, but you can spend uh, you can spend chi to increase that, which is what I thought you were doing. No, I didn't have the chi for that. Oh, so it moves even further. So you, you said 15 feet, but it can only move 5, so that's an additional 10. Good god, it's at 40 feet again. God, this will never end. I look it's at June. End. I look at June. I promise it's... if Taco was here, it'd be a lot harder for you guys. I look at June and say, should we call it? Why? The game's not over. <sighs> it is June's turn. She is going to use Pactique's Ice Bolt again. Jesus. Yeah, it's a good move. She's She's pretty tough. Over the what was that? I'm it is really good. Are you looking at it? Mm-hmm. She's not rolling too well for damage. That's not too much. She's like a uh, level, like level damage. So she did 32 damage, rounding to 35. So that's 70 feet. So it is now 30 feet on y'all's side. But she's going to do something else. This thing is small, so she will push it an additional. 30 feet with one of her chi using momentous movement. So it is now 60 feet on y'all's side. And she looks over at Aiden and says, Where is Taco? Kevin, it is your turn. Alright, I am going to. I can see her did all that. Okay. Have you stepped up my game? I'm going to use Ice Bolt again. Well, not Ice Bolt, um, Ice Bolt. Mm-hmm. Can you hear Taco in the distance? I'm coming, guys. I'm coming. 24 damage. A cold damage. Okay. Rounding up to 25, so that is 50 feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to burn a chi point. Uh, just like she did, and try to use, uh, and try to push the thing a little further. Okay. How much further? This thing is small. It I is small. I'm going to push it 20 feet. Yes. Okay. So it is now 10 feet on Aiden's okay. side. Okay. Aiden, it is your turn. And she just says, hit it with all you've got. Well, that's the problem. I'm out of everything. Oh my lord. I have one trick up my sleeve left, and that's it. After that, we're, we're done. And I use Shattering Waves again. No, screw it. I know what I was going to do. Whirlwind. Oh my lord. Whirlwind. Okay, so... We'll take 5d6 damage, and we'll be also pu- pushed 20 feet away from the center of the world once mm-hmm. this is done. 
and I will also throw in a bonus push. Mm, man, so this could this could win the game if you roll well. All right, let's put pressure on you. So that's thirty-two points of damage, and then fifteen feet for the push or shove, however you want to call it. And then plus the additional twenty that we're rolling at. Oh yeah, plus the additional twenty that the whirlwind Jesus has. Jesus Christ, that's a hundred and five feet total. <laughs> but you know what that you know what that means, Aiden? What? You're five feet short. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you are five feet short. You see, you see on y'all's side, the ball goes through the whirlwind and just like bolts in y'all in y'all's direction you have to like move out of the way instinctually and it lands on the ground bounces a couple times and rolls a little bit and you guys are looking like everybody is just eyeing the ball and it looks like rolls and rolls and the line is right there frog, frog. Like, just before the frog. end it stops what frog yes i forgot to add the plus three to the fans 1d6 plus three it's increments of five so no matter what you do that would be an additional five and, and as it stops me, at the line and rolls <laughs> by uh, rolling, this tiny little breeze in the canyon just like goes, and the ball just bloop, right over the line. And the torch lights, and the crowd goes wild as you hear these horns go, and the announcer goes, and that's the end of round one. The victory, the long fight, unnecessarily long. Does <laughs> she used ice shield? Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you like shield. <laughs> <laughs> you really want this to go on forever. Alright. Yes. This will go on all day. The level that you are at now, you can cast fourth level spells, right? Or is it? Third. I can go you can cast three. third. Which means it has a plus seven bonus AC. That means it could stop ten feet. I, I will say that because that's how we did emergency armor. It would stop five. I know we did increments of ten, but emergency armor and stuff like that, we did say five as well. Okay, so it's ten feet from the goal. Oh my god. And the wind, just before it goes over the, the line, another wind comes the opposite direction, just blows it a little bit your way, uh, Aiden. Damn it. It is now ten feet. The entire crowd was in a hushed silence, and the announcer goes, Never mind! The torch gets unlit. Somebody roll a d6 for poor Taco. Okay. Not me. I will roll it. I got it. <laughs> what about Taro? That's true. Why hasn't Taro rolled for Taco I'll yet? I'll do it. I'll do it. Bye. <laughs> God Split damn it! You <laughs> got an at 20! Yay. Oh, my Lanta. He's like, you know, I've been going left this whole time. Maybe I should go right. And he does! He has to use his entire act, his entire turn uh, to get there. But you guys right. finally see Taco come in. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm here." Oh, you guys are looking a little tired. Everyone's like worn out. Used all their like expended a lot of their abilities and stuff like that. Everyone's breathing heavy. He's like, "Hey, you guys. Oh, you guys. Just get the ball into the gold, Taco." <laughs> Taro's turn. <laughs> Taro's gonna punch it. Do it. Oh, wait, I have my last stamina. That's fine. I, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. I think I'm Five, out. 5, 10, 16. So 20? I think I'm out. I think, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm screwed. I'm screwed. All right. There's nothing I can do. 
Alright, everybody's there, so we don't have to roll uh, a d6 anymore. Jaeger, it is your turn. Can it I roll a d6 feet. anyway? Do it, yeah. Oh, okay. That is a three. There's a blockade that comes up. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, Taco shivers as he looks behind himself. <laughs> Jaeger, it is your um, turn. <laughs> Jaeger's gonna move towards the ball, and he's gonna... He, he gonna... He gonna... He gonna you gonna hit it with his axe. Wait, wait! I'm gonna deflate the ball. Wait! Axe? No, it's it's spiritual. It doesn't. It's spiritually powered, guys. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't deflate. It's literally a ghost ball, and that is going to be eight. Eight damage. Yeah. Okay. Taco, and will you? I'm going to. Oh, well. Okay, Taco, do whatever you want. Then Taco's gonna use his reaction to be like, oh man, I feel all nice and fresh. He's gonna use two of his chi points with this reaction. Uh, to do earthen or emergency barrier, uh, locking out ten feet's worth of that. Yeah. Oh, what the French poodle? Yeah, you go and hit it with an axe, and like it, it's about to jump, it's about to like push forward, and a wall just comes up, and it bounces off the wall and hits you on the head, and the wall goes I, back down. I look at Taco. You know, I put my arms up like, "What, man?" He just and shrugs. Fireball and set the balls. <laughs> <laughs> That is going to be a twerk. That's going to be a twelve. twelve. Twerk. It's going to be a twerk. A twer- it's going to be a twerk. I shake my cheeks, and the wind. It's June's turn. All the squats paid off. <laughs> While you were studying the blade, I was learning. <laughs> While you were studying the blade, I was learning the cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. She's, I mean, her best move is Actique's Ice Ball, so she's just going to do it again. She's got, she's got enough stamina. She's got plenty of stamina to do this. That's 37, so 40. So that's 80 movement. Uh, oh, I think she's going to win, because she's also going to use her Chi to do Yank and move it in an additional 30 feet. So that'd be 120 feet. Can you guys stop it? No, I'm, I'm passed out. Oh. I got chi babies. Hold on. Oh! <laughs> Keep the dream alive, Taro. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, currently at 120 feet. So if you can stop 25 feet. Oh, can I? How many chi do I have? I have I have six chi. How many chi do I need to do that? Yo. If you use five. all your chi, yeah, if you use five of your chi, you would have one left. You can keep this game going. I'll do it. Oh my <laughs> god. Describe this. I'll let you guys, I'll let you describe it this time. Alright, as it comes up, I go, pew, 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 and there's like five different walls that come up. <laughs> like, oop, nope, 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 nope. And it pinball machines goes ding, 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 hitting all yeah. of them until the very last one, and it finally just bounces off that and stops 95 feet. It is five feet away. And June just looks at you. Uh, Kevin, it's your turn. I wave at her. Okay, um, the only thing I can do is basic techniques. <laughs> so, I'm gonna use, um, uh, a uh, water ball on it. And so, so that's the, uh, 100 feet, and I'm gonna use a spin a key point to do yank. So, move it an additional 20. So, it moves 40 feet. It moves 40 feet? Yeah. She's going to use her reaction. To cast ice shield. No, she can't. Uh, 
and it hasn't been Taco's turn yet, so he can't use it. He does. He's already used his reaction. Damn it! How much was that? Forty? You said? Yep. This game is never gonna end. <laughs> well, it's gonna go on forever. Uh, Aiden, it's your turn. Uh, seeing as I am tapped, I look at uh, Taco and say, "Look, we should just go ahead and forfeit this round." We're literally winning, says Taco. It's 55 feet on their side. How are you guys so tired already? <sighs> Fine. Fine. Did you not see that cheek action I displayed? I walked on spikes for this, says Taco. <laughs> I got lost. I found I'm a McDonald's of- down here. There's <laughs> a McDonald's here. Oh, Why would I bring you in here? You're my opponent. Show me your gun. <laughs> All right. He, he secretly finger guns you back. Uh, elemental. Oh, elemental blast. Oh Alright. That is 7 plus 7, 14. Okay. Bonus action 15 feet towards them. An additional 15. So, whatever 30. 14 damage does, round it up plus 15. 30, so 45. Do you guys have anything to stop that? No, okay. I have one more <laughs> But you used your reaction. <laughs> she did. Oh my god, you're oh, right. Oh shoot, dang it, you're right. Uh-huh, beans. <laughs> so tell me, some anybody in here, what is fifty-five plus forty-five? Negative ten. Negative ten. Fifty-five plus fifty-five plus forty-five is. A hundred. Ding, 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 ding. You hear the crowd finally cheer, but they pause for like a minute just to make sure that it actually works. And you see the announcer is like even leaning over and like eyeing but the ball. Wait. The what, Jaeger? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, just kidding. Just, just I don't got nothing. Oh. Got nothing. Okay, good. The, uh, you see or... a referee. You, you see a referee come up, uh, and in the background, you guys see Jaeger constantly go, wait, um, wait, uh, wait. Uh, but the referee comes up, pulls out a magnifying glass, and, like, analyzes very closely, and puts his hands up in the air, and the crowd finally cheers, and the announcer goes, and we have a winner, finally, again, for the second time today on that first round. The Iron Carperfish! Give it up for them! Everybody starts cheering and clapping and cheering. Uh, you are all like hands on knees, breathing heavily, sweating profusely, except for Taco, because he just got there last minute. Uh, the referee comes up to you guys and he, they say, all right, well, congratulations, guys. Uh, and also my condolences, guys. That means that we've got one more round to go in the game if the Iron Cobrafish gets to make it to your goal. He, raises his hand over in a direction and says, Alright, we've got ourselves a little campsite that you guys can, you know, take your rest at, and... Taco walks up to you guys and puts his hand out to give you guys a handshake, and he goes, Hey, you guys didn't do so bad. You guys, you know, you guys put up a good fight. I reach my hands out because I'm blind. Like, where is that coming from? Uh, roll me a pers- uh, deception check. From- no, give me deception. Deception? Don't give me can performance. I, can I help him? Wow, yes, you can like, give the help action. You can yes. roll this with advantage. God damn it. I hold 19 plus 6. Oh my god. Taco raises his hand out to shake it and he's like, Oh man, is he blind? 
Who said that? It's quite tragic. I'm gonna go to camp. I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys wanna, you guys wanna come with while we we head to camp? It's gonna be over here on y'all's side. Yeah, since uh, you know we, we beat you this round. Yeah, they got drinks. You crazy? Just making sure y'all are. Do they have little cabins? Yeah, they just got those in. And they're uh, absolutely disgusting. Whoa. Whoa. Who are you? As yeah, I keep walking. Uh, As I... And he, he starts he starts walking away. He catches up to Aiden. And then uh, June is passing you guys. Uh, and uh, you guys make your way to the, uh, the, the lounge, I guess. And that's where we'll end that episode. I am sweating. Bye. Goodbye, episode. Goodbye, episode. Say goodbye, Daddy Craig. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Book Two Return, Chapter Three Redemption. If you liked our show and would like to show us some support, feel free to drop by our Discord, We Roll Dice, where we also put every once in a while uh, bloopers from the previous week's chapters, as well as where you can find the Elemancer classes. You can also always give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast, and follow us on social medias at DiceBendersDnd. Thank you for listening, everybody, and subscribe for more shenanigans. President Rohan finishes his speech in front of the live news feed, addressing the people of his beloved, though shaken, Republic City. After having just explained the newly reformed council and his continued hands-on approach with his people, he sends them into the hands and voice of a familiar Fire Nation-born woman, one whom we recognize, though like our favorite Cajun fry is one that's grown now. She stands taller more noble and bold. Adorned with a mix of her new city attire and her white lotus brand, she walks into view of the camera, up to the podium from which the president stood. People of Republic City, you may not know me, but I know you. A fine people with roots from all corners of the globe. A strong people who've endured internal corruption and external destruction. An adaptable people who wouldn't even let the rising light of the spirit portal halt your forward momentum towards a greater future. I have come to introduce myself, to show how I stand by the same morals as you. I am the Dean of the New White Lotus School. You may call me Z. I am not here to direct you, for you know how to walk and run. I am not here to command you, for you are in charge of your own destiny. Instead, I am a hand to hold. I am solace. I am faith and respect to each and every one of you, but I am also honesty. The Avatar has returned, and like your president mentioned with the wavering relationship between this nation and our fiery brothers and sisters across the sea, 
I too am unsure what this means. We've yet to know which side he's on, and what will come from the world's recent events. In this, though, I come to you with an offer. An offer to grow, to evolve, to change not just our city, but to change the world. We have a school opening soon, but our classrooms need wise minds to teach. We have a courtyard for those looking to train in their talents, be it bending or not, but we need skillful hands to guide. We have a voice that can spread across the world, but we need thoughtful advisors to listen. The world is changing. The peace that we grew into is in jeopardy for those we now raise. I am ready to do my part for this, to be the change for the better as I'm sure you are too. If any of these words met you with motivation or purpose, honor or renewal, you can find me where the old pro-bending arena was, at the new White Lotus School here at Republic City. Now, I must get back to work. Thank you for your time. Z steps out of frame as the live recording light goes out in the studio. Rohan gives an impressed look and gives soft claps to her. As she marches on out of the room, she hears a voice behind her as she approaches the door to exit the building. Hey, Z, uh, hold up. That was quite an impressive speech you gave. Our very own Mike says. A large man waddling towards her, glasses squeezed into his warm, smiling cheeks. Say, you haven't heard from my boy, have you? <sighs> no, Mike, I have not. Our last report we got was that he reached Omashu to meet with the rest of his team. She detects a twinkle of sadness in his stature before explaining. Uh, Look, I'll keep you updated as much as possible, okay? If I hear anything, you will be the first to know. But until I get the school fully open and ready for business, it's just me doing all the paperwork, so just be patient. I understand. Do not worry. But something else has been on my mind, if you don't mind me asking. He leans in. Have you heard anything on the Avatar? She pauses herself, processing, finding the best response. <laughs> Last I've heard, he's been spotted at the North Pole, heading back into the spirit portal there. That's all I can tell you. He nods, and she gives one final stern nod in return as she opens the doors and the two part ways. Him heading back into the council room. Z heading to the Republic City White Lotus School. <laughs>